0: Get you up, I'm talking about banging up. So yeah. Chill off in your crib and half a thing Probably make the thing a song yeah. Girl, you like my pop me Post my bell, play for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that you f- purchase a claim To get around yeah. it, but I us down And when shit like them names, baby Gotta pick rid it, bitch, mirror lips, dude. Basically, if you bitch labels, you should pay me I'm on some damn shit for real It's 2 a.m. club, but I got to close uh, up yeah. Coming through my contacts. What are my hoes on? Uh? Then I met you, came and followed you to the breakfast You like I'm ready to do that, I'd have been in the merry-go-go That's your champ, pop? Drunk and switching up position Thought the shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission, baby Ain't like that, nigga, I ain't like that. Take that sweat, got out of his forty-five And I'ma start to smash
1: And I want to make that nigger I don't know, I don't know, I
2: don't know I don't I don't know I don't
0: You wanna give me that p- you purchase a plane T-key, bro, right now when I bust a town And my shit look them names, baby Gotta get real, my mirrorless, Basically, you f*****s, p- label me, she me I'm on some pimp, shit for real This 2AM club was about to close up Thumb it through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes when I hit you up, I'm talking about bangin' somethin' yeah. Chill off in your crib and half a thing, probably make the stang a somethin' yeah. Girl, you like my bottom? yeah, post my bell, play for my lawyer yeah. Play your position when the them hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that you purchase a claim Ticket work around right town when I bust a town in my shit like them names, did? They gotta pick up with, I get smear lips. Yeah. Basically, if you bitch label, then you should me. I'm on some pimp shit for real It's a.m. from club, was about to close up, oh. oh, yeah. through Context about to call one of my hoes on Then I met you, kid game to you to the breakfast like, you like I'm ready, to that night up in the merry That That's your cherry <laughs> pot. Drunk and switching up position Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission, ain't
2: like money, but nigga, I ain't Take like fatig- I that taxes I'm not on my level, Not even up in my bracket
0: You wanna give me that p- you purchase a plane you take it I'm when I bust the town And my shit like them names, dude Gotta get real, my n**ch mirror lips, dude. Basically, you bitch dispatched, label me, She payin' me I'm on some pimp, shit for real This 2am club was about to close up Thumb through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes when I hit you up, I'm talking about banging something yeah. Chill off in your crib and half a thing Probably make the stang a something yeah. Girl, you like my bottle, yeah Post my bell, plate for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that f***ing You purchase a plane, You get i around now, when I bust a town in my chill. Club was about to close up uh, Thumb uh, through my contacts About to call one of my hoes up uh, Then I met you, kid game And followed you to the breakfast You like I'm ready to And the night up in the merry-goo yeah. That your cherry pop, talking <laughs> switching up the position Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in the mission Hey, like What nigga, I- Laugh and take a slug
2: out of this 40, 40. A on his 40 And my i am And I want to make a nail I can double that to Texas I'm not waiting on my level Not even up in my bracket
0: Give me that p- You purchase a plane. Ticket, take it right around town when I was the town. my shit look them names, then. gotta get my I mirror lips, realistically. Basically, you're this bitch, lay with me me I'm on some pills, shit for real. This 2am club was about to close up. Uh, you coming through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes I hit you up, I'm talking about bangin' some. Yeah. Chill off in your crib and half a thing Probably make this thing a song Girl, you like my bottom yeah Post my bell, pay for my lawyer Play your position when the mother hoes get out of order When you wanna give me that f***, you purchase a plane Take it for around town, but I bust a town And my shit leave them names, They got a take it, I catch mirror lips, Basically, if this bitch labeled, you me, she payin' me I'm on some A.M. Club was about to close uh, up Thumbing through my contacts, 'bout About to call one of my hoes up Then I met you, kid game, and followed you to the breakfast You like I'm ready to that night up in the merry-goo yeah. yeah. That's yeah. your cherry yeah. pie Talking, switching up positions yeah. Thought this shit would never stop Motherfucker in a mission
2: like that nigga, I ain't laughing. Take a swig out of this forty. I'm a I to I that am like, not on my life. I'm not even up in my I'm
1: I'm the M You don't see that shit every day.
0: I'm you a plane ticket when I bust the town in Shit, them Got a dick Basically, me, I'm on some pimp shit for real This 2am club was about to close up Thumb through my contacts, about to call one of my hoes I hit you up, I'm talking about bangin' some. Yeah. Chill off in your crib with half a thing, probably like the stango song. Girl, you like my bottom yeah. Post my bill, pay for my lawyer. Play your position when the mugger hoes get out of order. When you wanna give me that, <laughs> you purchase a plane You take your work around town, when this is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're in the
1: mix with kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production.
3: Good morning, and welcome to Press Pass Live, your weekly podcast show for the OMFL. Man, we're so glad that you are with us. It has been uh, a little bit since we have spit out a show because um, last time we tried to last week when we tried to do a show, uh, the CFM was down, and so there was really nothing to do a show with. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I got a special guest with me today. My other guys are still super busy, and so they were not able to join us. But we got the Commissioner of the tfl so it's an honor to have mr bloop with us this morning how are you doing this morning Bloop?
4: thanks nate uh it's i'm still so tired this morning but you know i'm i'm here so i'm excited to go and do another show of press pass live
3: Yeah, you are here. We made it, and uh, it'll be a fun show, man. we got a lot to talk about. It's been a couple of different weeks. So um, we are already in week number 12 here in the OMFL, which is just kind of crazy how quick this season is going. And that's even with about four or five days there where we had to pause because the CFM was up and down. Um, But it feels good. I know that they had some issues that they had to fix, um, but I played last night, and the game, is fun again like it's 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 getting there right it still has its quirky things but i think it always will have its quirky things this is when those quirky things start to like get on people's nerves and then when we get in like january february march it's really on people's nerves and then by the time we get to may and june people are like i'm done i can't take another second of this quirky little thing that this game does but i think it's still a really fun game i i know that it, it is um, they've Played with it a whole bunch and they've like tried to mess with it, and it, it's really messed with our sliders. But I feel like we've got the sliders figured out, and so we're in a good place. Kev and Smash, thanks for tuning in this morning. Hopefully, everybody else will wake up and, and come and join us. Well, let's jump in. Let's talk about the last couple of weeks. So, we're going to go back to uh, weeks uh, nine, eight, nine, ten, or eleven. Any of those weeks, a favorite game? Do you have a game that was kind of your favorite game from any of those weeks?
4: Um. Yeah, I do. I, I was looking at it. I've only watched blowouts and your games lately. But I did see uh, a game that was interesting to me. Um, back in week eight, there Seahawks versus Bears. Um, two, you know, teams that are always really good. The Bears have really turned it around. As I think the last time we did a show, I think you were all over that, saying that the Bears are going to turn it around with that great defense. Um. So yeah, the Seahawks and Bears, they played to a a 19-15 finish. Um, The Seahawks outgained the Bears uh, 259 yards to 166 yards, so a super defensive game. Um, I thought it was just really interesting. Like, uh, Smash found a way to win with only uh, 46 passing yards from Mitch Trubisky in the game. um, After you take out sacks, only 27 yards. Uh, but he had 139 rushing yards, forced,
3: uh, 4... It, it, I, I hate to make you pause. Is that not the craziest stat from a winning team that you've ever seen in your life? Smash, I, know, <laughs> I was watching this morning, but he won a game passing the ball with 46 passing yards, 20 of which came on one play.
4: <laughs> yeah, When I was just going through games, because like like I said, I only watched blowouts, like not even like three-score games, so it was like kind of hard to pick those ones. But when I looked at that, I was like, wow, that's such a bear's way to win. Like, (laughs) take the ball out of Trubisky's hands and just let the defense ride. Um, Yeah, so one of the most crazy games, stat lines I've ever seen for sure. Um, He forced four fumbles in the game, recovered two, like that defense is just I think you said it last year he's probably the most difficult defense to play against as far as like just pure the front front seven is just pure power just gonna overpower everyone pretty much Um yeah it's just crazy stat line uh, Mike Davis had a good game 93 yards for for him you know against a great user and Mo who you know I think he's still doing well this year, but maybe not quite up to his old standards, but, you know, still a great user and stuff. So to be able to pull out a win like that, it just shows the grit that Smash has with that Bears team and it shows why he's back to 7-3 after I think he had like a 1-3 and three start to the season. Yep,
3: yeah, super crazy game. The Seahawks have a, um, a rookie right tackle, it looks like. Uh, yeah, right tackle Johnny uh, Wirt. Worthington, Worthington. There we go. I don't know why I couldn't read his last name today, but uh, six sacks. He allowed six sacks from the Chicago Bears. Uh, you mix that in with 40 yards passing on five of ten. That's uh, just crazy. Um, this was a crazy game. Uh, Raquan Smith, 13 tackles on the on the day. Kyle Fuller had 10 tackles. Mack had nine. It's just these are one of those really super crazy games that. Um, that you don't, just don't expect to, uh, uh, yeah, that you just don't expect to see. Um, sorry, our, our buddy Dwayne is, is on, but he's at, is at work, um, which is why he couldn't join us. Um, so I was reading the chat. It's so hard for me to do the show and read the chat sometimes. I'm going to go to, um, I thought it was week 11. Let me boom, 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 boom where are we at? I know it's here. Here it is. Chiefs and Patriots. The Chiefs fall to the Patriots 21 to 20. This was a really good game from a Chiefs team who I played last night and uh, stupid game. Like I know there was a couple of you watching. Um, I threw a pick with six seconds left uh, on like the 50-yard line. Um, I was trying to push the middle of the field and 84 throwing power uh, Teddy Bridgewater couldn't make that throw it was stupid on me I I took the chance because I didn't think there'd be enough time to do anything Some way somehow he's able to run a play and take a timeout with one second left It was the longest one second I'd ever seen in my life Uh, I froze the kicker and he still buried a 54 long uh, in the wind uh, field goal to win the game. So uh, I've got like firsthand knowledge of these um, of these Chiefs, and they played the Patriots. and He told me about this game, and so this is why I picked this game. 101 rushing yards for the Patriots to only 76 rushing yards, but 270. 17 passing yards from Mahomes, and I can tell you right now I've never played against Mahomes. I know he's a guy that I heard was tradable but he's gonna have a big fat contract I know the Chiefs are trying to figure that out with him right now I can say that this dude is legit and I know that there are guys out there like complaining about paying young stud quarterbacks but I'd pay this guy all day long I just I would figure it out like he he is a difference maker in winning and losing games, in the throws that he can make, in the the running that he can do. Like he's amazing. I, I would take him on my team in any second that I, I had an opportunity to. But four hundred and sixteen total yards for the Patriots, three hundred and fifty nine total yards for. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs even had a fourth down conversion, but the third down conversions were kind of low in this game. Only five for the Patriots, three for the Chiefs, who were very good uh, on third down versus me, almost unstoppable. Sorry, uh, Patrick Mahomes, one hundred and sixteen point four quarterback rating no touchdowns but no interceptions brady with two touchdowns and only one pick um, so both of these guys are pretty spot on and kind of slinging it all over the place 77 completion percentage for Mahomes, 65 for the uh, New England Patriots and Tom Brady, who still in his old age is making plays happen left and right. On the other side, on the rushing game, though, you get Joe Mixon, uh, 11 attempts, 59 yards, White, 9 for 58. So nothing that really sticks out to you, even though White had a pretty good day average-wise, 6.4 average average. only one touchdown the day you would figure like feed that guy like he's he's having a good day continue to feed him but the same could be said for joe mixon who averaged 5.4 but only had 11 carries tyreek Hill, again super legit guy at five receptions 114 yards uh Nikhil harry uh, he's a guy that i've never really heard of uh, from arizona state five receptions 100 yards Watkins, who played a really great game against me, four for sixty nine. So all these guys having really big days uh, catching the ball, and then we're seeing a lot of sacks again. It seemed to kind of figure itself out, but now guys are maybe holding on to the ball too long, not slide protecting. Like you got to keep people in, you got to slide protect, you got to do that those things this game, and you have to know. When you have a player being dominated and getting rid of the ball, and so uh, guys aren't getting rid of the ball as often as they should be. So Cannon gave up five sacks. Here's a name: Dufrain Tarif, uh, three sacks. Wynn gave up a sack. Garrett gave Garnett gave up a sack. Glenn gave up a sack. So lots of sacks coming on that side of the ball. And this is how this game went down. It came down to. The Chiefs scoring a game tying touchdown. All they had to do was kick the extra point. The time expiring, uh, the Patriots freeze the kicker on the extra part. He shanks it. He misses the extra point and loses the game. But yet, in my game, I froze him and he buries a 54 yarder into the wind with no problem. So, just a crazy game. Speaks. Um, For the Chiefs had five sacks Reese for the Patriots had three sacks Um, So this was just like a crazy back-and-forth game between you two. So go ahead and talk about it
4: Yeah, it was a It it was funny. Uh, I started this game so bad. He got up to an early 14 point lead Um, You know I couldn't do anything. I think I You know tried rushing on third down a couple times and each time like his defensive line just destroyed me so that's when you see the rushing totals for my team i kind of just got away from away from the rush in this uh i wouldn't say i got totally away from the rush but i started rushing much less in the second half because i was just getting dominated at the point of attack and uh you know he was up 14 nothing played really well um that speaks uh, is his import i think five sacks he do- or no he's not a import even but he's mm-hmm. a really good player anyways um he dominated Marcus Cannon, who has been pretty much the weak point of my offensive line every time I play. Um, I don't know what I got to do about him, but no, it was a fun game. Um, uh, I kind of shut him down in the second half, took away Hill. Um, he started going to other receivers, but uh, you know, I just he wasn't getting the same explosive plays, so that kind of slowed his offense down, allowed me to get back in the game. I took that twenty-one. 14 point lead at the end and his last drive to tie the game up or to almost tie the game up was crazy like he was just whipping the ball all over the field Wound up running it in um, in one of those plays where you know you think your defensive line has the quarterback and uh, he just somehow powers through and gets in and then like you say I froze him at the end and was able to squeak out the win to get me to 7-3 and three on the season it was a but this was one of my funner like more fun games. I've had a ton of them recently where I think uh I think I've played like four or five straight games where I got where it's been decided by less than a touchdown each. So it's been fun lately and that was definitely one of the more fun games like like you say about Mahomes though. I'd definitely pay that guy. You're not going to yeah. replace him at any point and uh no. <laughs> you know, he's the only quarterback I've played all year where I'm like legitimately you know worried about every single throw on the field because he can make it and um yeah it's pretty fun team to play against just from all the different kinds of things they can do so it was a really good game
3: yeah you, you pay that man take it from somebody who's playing with teddy bridgewater uh you pay that man, and you make sure that you pay that man, you figure it out on the back end. Uh, you just have to because he is an absolute freak of a stud. All right, let's talk about some big matchups. I know that we're starting to turn the corner and start to think about the playoffs. There's a lot of big games that are coming up. So what's the one game maybe in week 12 13 14 man we can even squeeze it out to 15 that's coming up in the next couple advances that you think is going to be a big matchup that's going to carry a lot of weight and maybe a game that really needs to be checked out
4: well for me it's uh week 14 um on the uh, sunday night game redskins versus falcons um top two teams in the nfc i think uh we got you know, the Falcons are obviously a dominant team. They're just destroying people this year. But on the other side there, we got Denbrew, who is probably yeah, probably one of the top game planners. He's obviously playing really well, 9-1. Um, you know, I'm excited. I think if anyone has a chance of in the Falcons, it's a guy like Denver who can game plan and figure something out. Um, for that team, because you really, you're not going to be able to go on the field and just be a better team than the Falcons. You gotta, you definitely got to have a game plan um, with it. And I do think that that Week 14 matchup is might be the t- our best chance of seeing the Falcons fall this season. So I'm really excited for that one. And that's, uh, you know, I, we I know both of us have a ton of respect for how Dan Brew, uh sets his team up each season and for each game specifically, and um, I'm excited to watch him and D-Money go at it there.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, two of the top coaches in the league, number one, the Falcons are just dominant. We'll get to them a little bit later, but the Redskins are going to, if there is a weakness, if there is an opportunity there to beat them, and we're going to talk about our ideas of how you beat the Falcons, but if there is an opportunity and a weakness that the Falcons show the Redskins are going to find it. And uh, he's going to try to exploit it. And he he just plays so steady, and he finds weak holes that you have in your team, and he really game plans around uh, trying to attack those. And he showed that on our All Twenty Two podcast that we did a couple months ago now. But if you haven't seen that, he gives his tips and tricks on how you can game plan and and what you should be looking for whenever you play teams like this. And so go check that out. I'm going to go to week 13, um, and I'm going to go see if I can find it here. It is week 13, isn't it? Now I'm starting to forget... Oh, uh, no, it's not. The Seahawks and Giants were going to be one of those games. I thought that that was going to be an excellent game, and now i got to find it because I don't have records right here in front of me. That's the sucky part about this. Um, let me make sure I get my game because I know I had it, and I was like, yeah, that's the game I'm going with.
1: <laughs>
3: this is This is terrible podcasting, but... Uh, this is what happens when you do it early in the morning and and then you forget oh yeah that was the thing i was supposed to do oh there it is it's week 14. so week 14. seahawks and giants i think is going to be a good one that was the first matchup that i was going to go with i think the seahawks have stumbled uh, but they have an opportunity to turn things around here um, but we're going to go to week number 14 and it's going to be right here the monday night game chargers Versus Jets, this is going to be a spectacular team. The Chargers are sitting, I think, right now they're at nine and one, and they were in the OMFO Bowl last year, a surprise team at least for me. Look, Colin has always been a really great player, um, but been a player that. I just didn't think it was a bowl player, right? I, didn't, I think he would go deep in the playoff. But, man, this guy, like, turned it around, turned it on. Bosa is a freak for him. He's got a firepower of an offense. And he's going to play in the Jets, who I think have only lost two or three games, who's fighting to make sure that he's still relevant in the AFC. He plays really amazing defense. He's the best. DB user that we have in our league. He's kind of the grandfather of all DB users here. He kind of started that whole ritual of guys wanting to try to use the DB. Um, This is going to be a hell of a matchup of strength versus strength, and we're really going to see like who is in the top of the AFC? Is it going to be the Chargers? You, you still got the Colts out there, of course, and and the Patriots. Like, there's still some very good teams. But this is going to be a matchup between two of the top teams in the AFC that I think is going to carry a lot of weight by the time we get to week 14 because um, it, for seeding. It's, it's going to lay out like – who's going to fall where, who's going to you know match up against who, who's going to be at the road, who's going to be at home, and what are those matchups going to look like in the AFC because it could make all the difference in the world between playing at home and winning a close game on a last-second field goal or having to go on the road and play maybe in the snow, maybe play in the cold that's going to be a really, really tough game. So I think the Chargers and Jets are going to be the game that to watch for. And it's going to be a really, really good game. Speaking yeah. of good games, oh, go ahead, please.
4: Oh, I was going to say, those two guys, this cycle so far have been kind of my rivals. Uh, I think the Chargers eliminated me from the playoffs and beat me once this year already. And then Cly obviously, me and him have been fighting for the AFC East all cycle. And I, like, you, like you say, it's a complete clash of... Uh, clash of styles and I'm really excited to see how it goes I think the uh, Jets have the advantage because I think defense his defense is very reliable but uh you know I think uh Colin is also a guy that's going to be able to you know if there's anyone that's going to be able to light up that Jets defense it's going to be Colin because that offense he has is insanely talented
3: now, I completely agree with you. And we're going to turn the corner a little bit and talk about a team that isn't playing so well. This has become uh, a hot-button topic here in the OMFL. Now, many seasons ago, uh, D-Money decided to tank, um, and he got away with it, uh, cause, mainly because I didn't think he would actually tank and didn't stop it. And uh, he tanked, and he got the number one pick, and he built like this really super amazing team that he's still kind of living on a little bit today. Um, And then all of a sudden, the Bengals started to struggle. And the Bengals have always been one of our top AFC teams, a team that you had to watch for, that you knew was going to be in the playoffs, a team that you knew was going to be one of the top teams that was always going to be tough in a tough out. He's been in a couple of different Um, OMFL Bowls here, even won a couple. Uh, And then all of a sudden uh, we get into this season and the joke is made that he's tanking. He puts a profile picture of a tank. He has not won a game. He's 0-10. And I had to message him and I had to have like that uncomfortable conversation that I still haven't followed up on because I've been really busy but um he says he's not tanking he says he has moved to a new type of offense because he doesn't have uh, the same type of quarterback and same type of playmakers I think he really thought that um that heel from the the Saints Taysom Hill was going to be a plug and play quarterback and I think he's found out that Taysom is not a plug-and-play quarterback. I mean a gimmicky quarterback that maybe you can get a couple plays out of, but with eighty-one throwing power uh and like in the sixties accuracy, it's it's really um it's yeah, he's really hard to have. And so anyway, he's had to move to Big Ben. He's had to move his offense. He says he's still struggling trying to figure it out and that he really is trying but it's hard to say that you're trying when you haven't even won one game, when you're a top AFC team, and you have the picture and joke of a tank. That's a really bad mixture, and even if you really are trying, man, that looks really bad. Uh, and so anyway, yeah, as like guys are saying in the chat, he is too good of a team to not at least win one game. So. I want to talk about the Bengals. Where has it gone wrong for them, and, and what are your ideas about? Do you think he's tanking, or do you think that there's a real struggle here for the Cincinnati Bengals?
4: Um, you know, <clears throat> first of all, I think uh, I think I can kind of buy into his new offensive uh, reasoning. There, I think uh, he brought in Ben Roethlisberger, got rid of Joe Mixon this season. Um, I played against him we had a really close game actually I think a one by one point um, earlier this season Um, but yeah I do notice that you know I think Ben isn't quite as good as he thought he'd be I know he's been missing lots of passes he has only 58 percent completion percentage and I feel like no matter what whether you're trying to win or if you're not trying to win like if you're at 58% uh, it's hard to win like that's just not good quarterback numbers. Um, so and then CJ Anderson only averaging 3.5 uh yards per carry. I think you know maybe he's It's hard to say someone's tanking, but um, I don't think he came into the season intending to tank. I think it's just not worked out for him Whatever you he, he tried with that offense like you say he brought in uh, Taysom Hill um um I think he he brought in Taysom Hill, uh, to try to play more and I don't think he's been able to. But, you know, maybe he started off bad and maybe he's just not putting the f- full foot forward now. I don't know. I've seen he has like six points again in some games. So I think maybe you know, I think at some point lots of teams even if it's not your original plan to tank, I think uh you know, if you start out like Say he goes 0 6 to start out, like maybe you're not trying as hard to win. Maybe you're playing more young guys who, on this game, as we know, like say he's playing Elijah Holyfield more often, like he's just not as good of a running back as you need. So, I don't know. For me, I don't think he intended to tank, but I think maybe at this point in time he's starting to see that he probably needs a different quarterback for next year and stuff, and maybe, you know, heading down that road
3: yeah um i think tanking is one of those things that it's easier to um it's easier to look back on and uh and like point and go oh i think that's tanking he hasn't won a game blah 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 i think you do yourself no favors whenever you put your profile photo as a tank And you make jokes about tanking. You do yourself zero favors there, and there's actually, like, it's not funny. Like, I know it's meant to be funny, and we're trying to be funny, but, like, here's the fine line, right? Like, it's like, are we taking it too serious? If he does tank, he's the guy that's got to go through, you know, 16 weeks of an hour and 10 minutes a day, 16 different times trying not to win that can't be fun and some of me is like you know if a guy wants to pay that price and like he wants to do that then whatever like you got bigger issues than not winning a game like um yeah but then I did experience right for somebody who has to play the Falcons who had to play him after he tanked and to go play that team that he put together it was like oh this is not fun, and we should have done something about this. I would also argue tanking in Madden 19 is not tanking in Madden 20. Those uh, uh, r- rosters are different. Those rookie draft classes are different. And I, don't, I just don't know that tanking has the same benefit that it does in this Madden than it did last Madden. Um, I think where it went wrong, number one, is Big Ben, right? Like you're one of the few guys who with an aging quarterback is still playing at a very high level with Tom Brady. Um, But most of us with aging quarterbacks – I had Drew Brees last year. Um, He was super accurate. I I complained about him, and and I would never complain about him because I've got Teddy Bridgewater, and I know what it's like to be on the other side of that fence now. But I would just say that, you know – that's a um that's a real that's a real talent to have to understand that. Look, with Teddy, he's got 84 throwing power, and it took me half a season to figure out how do I play with this guy. And I'm still like trying to make throws that you know last man with Jared Golf I could make that this man you just can't make, and you have to completely change your game plan. You have to change the routes that you run. Like I. I run very few fly routes. I run you know, very few, or nine routes, whatever you want to call them. I run very few, uh, you know, deep post routes, just because Teddy doesn't have the arm, and for me to throw those routes, they have to be pretty wide open. In my game last night, I had a 15-yard gap on the cornerback. Teddy throws it deep. Uh, uh, my thomas has to wait on the ball for literally like three seconds cornerback makes up ground knocks it away it would have been an easy touchdown with anyone with half an arm i could make it so anyway i'm saying all that to say playing with big ben is completely different and it takes some getting used to, and you do have to play different with him. You know, 13 touchdowns and 13 interceptions is not great, but it's not terrible. I've seen way worse numbers. He's only got a little over 2,000 yards, which is, again, not great, but I've seen way worse. Um, So he's not having a terrible season with him. The the other two things that really stuck out with me are C.J. Anderson. I don't know why you get rid of – you know, Joe Mixon, I think that uh, you, you got to have a some type of really good running back. And you can see both his guys are averaging under four yards a carry, two touchdowns as his leading running back. And so there's some real struggles there with his running game. And it goes back to his offensive line. I mean, if we look at the sacks given up, every single one of his guys have given up three or more sacks, his right guard, six sacks, his right tackle, five, his center Five, so that's pressure right up the middle. Which is yeah, like if that if he's getting sacks from up the middle, you know that his offensive linemen are also giving up uh, big uh, uh, tackles for loss in the backfield from his running back, which is why those averages are so low. Left tackle, four sacks, left guard, three sacks, and so the right side and center of his. Offensive line has really, really struggled. Big Ben has not had a spectacular season. He's not Mariota. He's not going to make all these really amazing throws. And his running backs have really, really struggled with trying to make any plays at all. So um, overall, I think that's where his problems start is the offensive line. I think his defense is pretty good. And I think the argument that's being made from people, he, he hasn't won one game. And he is really talented, and I think even with a bad team, I would expect him to win one to three to four games, right? Somewhere in that, even if you're having the worst season of of all worst seasons. And so I do understand that argument. I think the other side of the argument is: look, I know D Money's on, and uh, I, I have a lot of respect for D Money. D Money and I have had this conversation, but he earned. A lot of uh, cooth with me this past off season because he put in lots of hours with me grinding to, to get the league ready to get the roster ready to get things figured out for the OMFL and that that earned a lot of weight with me but uh d money was the master at keeping games close to where he wasn't just getting himself blown out every week uh, but he also wasn't trying to win and i agree with you like there does come a point where it's like, okay, why am I, like, why would I pedal to the medal, right, because it, it actually doesn't help anything, right, it doesn't help your team get better by pedaling to the medal and winning three games in week 13 through 16 and maybe getting picked number three through five instead of, like, just start a bunch of backups, start a bunch of young players that gets XP, that builds for the future. Maybe you'll lose some games and you'll get a higher draft pick. Like That's just smart GMing. I think that's smart team building. So I think we are at the time of the season where it's like, is it tanking or is it just like, all right, my season's over. There's no way I can come back from this. I might as well start a bunch of young players. Um, Look, I'm going to get there soon. I got lost last night after making a little bit of a run in the season. And if I lose another three or four players here, I'm going to start finding some areas where I can plug in young players. Like I know I've got a linebacker that I'm not going to re-sign that's going to go away. So maybe I'm starting a younger player there since I know that aging linebacker is going to go away from my team and I need to get a younger player XP to build up and get him some playing time for next season. Like That's a real thing that I think all of us have to go through and figure out. So I will say I do think he was tanking earlier. I think... I think maybe not in week week one through five. I think maybe he was trying to figure his team out. Couldn't figure it out. Lost some tough games. Then said, okay, screw it. Let's try to get for a high draft pick. And now he's to the point where he got called out on the tanking. He's probably going to put forth more effort. I expect him to win two, maybe three games here. But I, I am in 100% agreement with you. I'm not pedaling to the metal. I'm not like going to go out and start freaking, you know, five wide in it and try to put up 40 points in every game. Like there's no benefit in that for him. You know, he he needs a quarterback, he needs a running back, he needs offensive line. And that's my other argument about this team is that you know he's gonna to have to take two or three seasons if he's gonna rebuild this roster because it needs some serious help. And uh, he's gonna to have to start at the offensive line. He's gonna to have to bring in a running back. He's gonna to have to find him a quarterback. And those are three very tough things. Running back probably pretty easy to find, but the offensive line and the quarterback those are not easy to find. They're worth gold in this Madden. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how. Uh, I just, I just don't know how tanking is actually gonna gonna help him and, and how that's gonna work out.
4: Yeah, um, like you know, I know everyone wants to say he's been tanking all season or whatever, but when we played earlier this year, like we uh, had a three point game. I just went and looked at my stats, and um, uh, you know, like he, like you say, he has bad offensive line, he has bad quarterback play, but also my. Like his CB play isn't that great either. So, like Tom Brady ripped him up when we played uh, back in Week Three or whatever it was. And um, you know, I, you know, maybe like 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 we've been saying, I think he kind of his mind about what he's doing. I would like to see like it would make sense to me if he's going to be playing like this. Like, why isn't he starting his rookie quarterback? Maybe that would make more sense. Um, not just for like, you know what he's doing but like also like as he's planning for his future like his rookie quarterback isn't too bad normal dev but like you can give him some play time see what happens um yeah i don't think he ever intended to be a tanker this season i think it just you know built a he's in a pretty tough division there in the afc north with uh three other good good players um i think he just had a terrible start to the year and you know it's hard, like you say. It's hard to keep going when you start, you know, zero and five, zero and six. Because I know definitely against me, he yep. was playing to win, and I just every time I went on the field, I went and scored. So yeah,
3: yeah. I would also say that like um, it, it, yeah, it's just it's uh it's a fine line, right? Like there is definitely a fine line, and I think the biggest misstep for him was uh, was the jokes right that the jokes of um of the tanking i just think that 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 didn't help him out at all um and he didn't do himself any any favors by saying things like that and um i also don't know that um i don't know that tanking is gonna really help his team get where he wants to get and so i don't know we'll see um I kind of put it out there to the guys who are watching the show just now. Did they think he was tanking or not tanking? So we'll see what people think.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I'm totally with you on the drafting. I don't think tanking is gonna benefit your team. Like, uh, I think the number one pick last year was a normal dev player. So it's like, and you know, de- development traits is the most important thing right now um, when you're picking players. So like I guess I, like you say, I mean, it's. Uh, it's not necessarily anything that's going to help you so i don't see i don't see it really benefiting him more than you know finishing 5 and 11 yeah. would be
3: and and i'd also say that um the one thing he said to me that I, i'm calling bs on is he tried to sell me on i'm an average player um, like at the very beginning, he apologized. He's like, I knew this was coming. I, you know, it's my fault for the joke. And people made a joke about his real life Cincinnati Bengals. He is a Cincinnati Bengals fan uh, tanking for Tua. And so it, I think it's a, it's a bad combination of a bunch of things. But part of that was he tried to sell me on, you know, guys think I'm a top player. I'm just an average player. I've gotten lucky in the division I'm in. I'm gonna call BS on that part of what he tried to sell me on. I'm not buying that at all. Um, that's a, a crap soup. You got to try to sell somebody else because I'm. You're a top player. You've been a contender in the AFC for a long time, and um, yeah, uh, I probably would expect you to win two or three games at least. And I had the same conversation with D Money. Right? It's it's the zero wins. I think people have a bigger problem with the zero wins than they do the tanking for a high draft pick. And, um, and that, that's, that was my conversation with the Falcons when he tanked is, like you would have won at least one game, At <laughs> minimum probably three or four games, but at least one, uh, and, he, and he won zero. So yeah, I think that that's the bigger problem here. Speaking of of a tanking team let's go to the the Atlanta Falcons who have been a monster ever since his tanking season and I think he's won 90% of the OMFL Bowls since that season I think he's won uh, I think he's on number four since then Um, he won three of uh, I think he won four of the five last Madden and he's already won the first one here and so Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons and how do you stop the Atlanta Falcons? What is the game plan? Where's the weaknesses? Anybody gonna beat this team? Because right now he's just absolutely mauling folks, including like a thirty-five to nine or six or three game against the uh, Los Angeles. I always forget the Los Angeles Chargers a couple of weeks ago. So how do you beat the Atlanta Falcons? Huh.
4: That is a good question, my friend. Um uh, I don't know what you can do. This is this <laughs> team is so good on defense. Like that's the thing. That's where you got to start. You got to find a way to put up points against this team. Um, they got three cornerbacks who, you know, or four cornerbacks who would probably start on any team. Um, you know, so that right there is a big, big problem. He has a. Uh, Uh, good coverage, safeties, Um, you know, that's where it starts for the Falcons is they're not going to let you pass on them. I think, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I haven't watched a whole lot of Falcons games this season in particular, but I know uh, just looking at ratings-wise, you know, the, the run defense doesn't look like it'd be necessarily... Uh, the most difficult to run on. Um, he has some good players there, but I think you can... Like, defensive line looks pretty weak, so I think you could run up the middle against this team. Uh, you know, guys will have to definitely be patient. I think you, if you're going to beat the Falcons, you want to probably win, like, a 21-14 game or <clears throat> 14-10, something like that, low scoring. Uh, anyone that's trying to make this a game where you're going to... Uh you know, like if your game plan is to go in there and put up forty points, I think you're gonna have a hard time.
3: <laughs> Good luck.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Like uh you know, I think Matt Ryan offensively is the only real weak point, like he has low throw power, like uh um but I mean he's so accurate. The guys he's throwing to are all unreal players, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones and uh Austin Hooper who pretty much if you look at their stats, they pretty much have all the all the receptions so far this season. But you know it's a run game; uh, it's what he can do off the run game. So you gotta find a way to slow that down. And then also, like I say, you, you want to run the ball yourself. I when you know I like I say I have I don't have like a whole lot of game film on money right now um, this season. But just looking at the roster, looking at the statistics, um, you know that's. That's the way I would be approaching this game is, you know, you got to be patient with the run game and just be pounding the ball at the middle, and, you know, hopefully you'll be able to get a couple long runs or something like that, but it's not easy, obviously, and his offense is going to put pressure on you to score more, and I think that's where guys get in trouble against those DBs, so, you know, you get more experience against him than I do, so I'm wondering what your thoughts are, too.
3: Yeah, I have no answers. He's one of the few guys that I've played, um, where I truly feel like I can't even compete with him. Um, uh, Dwayne is another that, um, every time I stepped on the field, I felt like I can't even compete with this guy. Like it's, it's not even a game and, uh, zero enjoyment of playing those guys. I think I, I beat Dwayne, um, like twice out of like 15 tries. And, um, he didn't talk to me for two weeks uh, after that. So um, D-Money, I haven't even come close. I I remember playing D-Money back in like Madden 14, 15, something like that in the old OMFL that we were both a part of. And um, I remember he was blowing everybody out there and everybody, you know, look, when you win as often as he wins, people start looking for reasons. They start micro-breaking up your game and like, calling you a cheeser, you know, calling you a cheater, trying to find ways that you're, you're bending or breaking the rules. And, um, it's tough. And everyone who's been here and who's won a lot, um, outside of maybe Dwayne and even Dwayne's had some shots taken across his bow, but like Ducks and, you know, Mo's had some issues before in the past. Like anyone who, um, who wins a whole lot here is going to have people break down their game. But anyway, I say that I played him and had a really close, like it was one of the funnest games I'd ever played. I was playing like a sub game. I was like the Broncos. I don't remember who he was then. And it was just like a fun back and forth. And it was one of the best games I ever played. So when I came here and I knew he was looking for a place to play, I asked him to come. And uh, now I wish I couldn't have because this guy is just so dominant. You have to play Absolutely perfect versus him, and he does things that are confusing. Look, his offensive line, his starters, have given up ten sacks. We're in freaking week twelve. His starting offensive line has given up less sacks than weeks that we've we're in currently. Like that's mind blowing of a stat to me that I don't think anybody else is probably even close. Maybe Dwayne because he doesn't throw the ball all that often. Um, But then you look at his offensive line, right? I'm kind of showing his roster right now. Um, 82 overall left tackle, 75 overall left guard, 89 overall center, really good center, 80 right guard, 73 right tackle. That combination of players has given up 10 sacks. I, I can't even wrap my brain around how do you make that happen? And he gets the ball out. Uh, he doesn't take a whole lot of sacks. Uh, he runs the ball exceptionally well. Look, he's receivers, right? He he know we know that Jones and Ridley are his top two guys, and they get all the, the the catches. Like he hasn't even needed Ridley this season, because I've seen him. He can turn it on with Ridley really, really quick. And before you know it, Ridley's got, you know, 85 catches and 2,000 yards. But he's, like, proving a point that Jones, even at 31, can get it done. And Jones is an unstoppable force. Like, the dude is stupid. Like, no matter what, you you could double covers that guy. You can user manually cover him, and he's still making catches over you. You look at his running game, right? He's got a really good um, fullback in Marquise Williams. Um, 65 overall so I guess his overall is not that great but most fullbacks are not but the guy's got speed he's got strength at 87 Um, and then his halfbacks Freeman and Smith are monsters like he can play if you shut down Freeman some way somehow I mean Smith is averaging I think 5.8 yards a carry even his last guy Brian Hill who is 66 overall 88 speed is averaging like 5.2 yards a carry like how is that offensive line that we just talked about able to only give up 10 sacks and giving up like over a thousand yards of rushing to all four of these guys not just one but all four of these guys are carrying the ball and then you talked about it matt ryan i mean he's 35 years old he's got 88 throwing power which is pretty good in this madden um it's better than breeze um He's just so effective and efficient with Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt's got 97 short accuracy, 94 medium, 92 deep. So he can put the ball just about anywhere that you want the ball. You got those speedy receivers. And we haven't even talked about the defense. 69 overall left end. 64 overall right end. Grady Jarrett, who's a stud, who I think I single-handedly put in the Pro Bowl every single season 89 overall but after that 72 72 71 those guys have like a combined 28 29 sacks like almost 30 sacks like somewhere in that number like those guys like how are you doing that like and it comes down to play calling um you cannot blitz this dude um in my opinion when you play him you have to play a little bit more zone than man Uh, you're gonna have to manually control the middle of the field uh, you're gonna have to, to roam with a safety or a linebacker because um somewhere in there you're gonna have to take away the deep post, you know, take away the crossers. But he mixes it up, man. He and this is the tough part about him is like you look at his stats and you're like well, he doesn't abuse the tight end. I'm going to play zone. I'm going to take away the middle of the field. He'll start freaking dragging you with the tight end. He's on right now. So it's like, I don't want, I can't give away too many tips about how I'm going to attack him because he'll just find another way. And that's what, that's the frustrating part about him is he's so Um, well-rounded. He can attack you from a variety of different ways. And he and I had this conversation. He's like, I'm not some Madden savant. And I'm like, well, it sure freaking feels like it. it and that's the tough part. It's like it, when you talk to him about it, it's like he almost doesn't try. He just gets in there, he plays, calls plays, and it just magically works. It's kind of like watching D. Wayne run the ball. You're like, I call the exact same plays and get negative two yards. D. Wayne calls that play and gets you know 15 yards out of it. D. Money's the exact same way of like the exact same calls that you're making, he's making, uh, but they just work better for him. Jordan Evans, 70 overall, left outside linebacker. Now, his middle linebackers are really good. Uh, Jones, Deion Jones, LSU kid, 94 overall. Campbell, 79. Lucan, 78. And then his right outside linebacker is Lawson, who I think was – oh, no, no, his import was Powell. And then you talked about his cornerbacks, right? Powell, uh, 97 overall. Trufant ninety overall, Sheffield every eighty-one overall, and Williams seventy-nine overall. All of these guys super young. All of these guys playmakers, and it's just it's like you can't pass the ball on him. So you got to run the ball, but then you got Grady Jackson who's throwing off your center and attacking you in the middle. It's like he's built the perfect team, and I don't even know how. Like, I can't even figure it out. He's got shut-down cornerbacks all across the field. He plays safety. That's the one thing about his game that isn't his fault. It's a Madden thing, but it does drive me insane, is that he plays safety, and if you even get him to bite on a play action, um, Madden gives all users uh, a boost. And so if you hit that speed burst, Um, a player will, you know, unhuman-like, be able to make up speed very quickly. And so I've had several plays against him where you make him bite up, you know, 10 yards sometimes on a play action. And in real life, that's game over. Like if you bite up that far, you're not recovering. I don't care who you're playing. You're going to get burnt. If your cornerback gets burnt, you're going to get burnt on a nine route or a post route all day long. He does it. Um, because of the speed bars, he can quickly make that up with his great safeties that he has um, and go make a play on the ball. So he's got Colvin back here, 89 speed, Campbell, 92 speed, Oliver, 90 speed. And then his safeties, 88, 93, 93. So he's got playmakers all across the field for him. And he just is able to make plays like crazy. And I, the part about me that I can't get, number one, Built his team very strong up the middle, and so you've got um, a very strong defensive tackle. You got very strong middle linebackers, so he's able to make plays up the middle. He plays safety, so with those speed and playmakers, he's able to make plays on post routes and corner or uh, crossing routes and, and uh, even drag routes a lot of times. And then his offensive line—that's the part about it I can't figure out. That you should be able to dominate that offensive line with a pass rush or even with blitz. But I'm telling you, if you blitz the Falcons, you're going to get burned every time. I've gotten to where I don't blitz him hardly at all, maybe once or twice a game, and so he can sit back there in the pocket and wait for those deep plays to open up, or if you blitz him, he's going to get the ball out quick and, and you have no shot. So like, I don't know how you beat him. I, I to me, you have to shut down his running game. You got to make him one dimensional, and you got to have also <clears throat> dual starting cornerbacks that can match up. With those two receivers in Jones and in um, his other guy, who's now Ridley, uh, you know you got to be able to match up with both of those guys. And so to me, you got to either play linebacker or safety. You got to control the middle of the field. You got to completely shut down his run. You better hope you get three to five sacks on him and get a couple turnovers. And then on offense, you better freaking eat the clock. You better be running the ball, picking up first down, super high efficiency. You're probably going to need to be in the 60 to 80 percent on third down, um, and you better be just eating up clock and keeping the ball. The offensive hands. That's the only way to beat this team, and then hope that you get um, some turnovers some way somehow. <clears throat> no follow up, you. Uh, I
4: don't know. It's like <laughs> like you, like you say. It's a really tough matchup. Um, I think the game plan you just mentioned is the only way to really, you know, have a chance. The other thing is, like, if you really want to be risky or you you have a lot of confidence with your quarterback, just go in there and try to just destroy him. Like, I don't know how many times um, anyone's been able to put up a ton of points early on and make him one-dimensional, like you say, but if you can score, like, a touchdown in your first two or three drives, I don't know if that changes his game plan at all, but... You know, you got to have a lot of confidence in your team to do that, but, you know, it's, an unimp- like, he has, like, Takeris McKinley and Carl Lawson on the edges. Like, those two guys are both great pass rushers. Like, it's such a hard team. There's no, like, like I say, you look at the defensive line, that's the only real weakness of the team as far as ratings go, but they're obviously making it work somehow. So, you know, what can you do? you got to have a good game plan and execute pretty much. <laughs> that's all, all yeah. you can hope for
3: yeah it drives me insane um my bad sorry uh it was my turn to talk, and I couldn't mute myself, uh, because <laughs> Bloop stopped talking on me, um so I had to sneeze my bad um I would say that uh he plays very consistent, he's one of the most consistent play callers that um uh, that I have a hard time figuring out any type of uh, rhythm or Uh, repetitious or or things that he leans on. Um, I've got one or two that he does, but even then he he changes those up pretty well. Um, You know, and his team is just uh, outstanding. So I I did not pause. I should have done that. It's a habit I'm trying to get myself into, but I didn't pause to talk about our partners. So before we get to the mailbag, let me talk about uh, a couple of our partners here. Uh, Daddy Leagues. Uh, If you are a Madden League and you don't have Daddy Leagues, you're doing your league a disservice. We have one of the best Daddy Leagues websites out there. Uh, Let's see if I can show. Yeah, this is our Daddy Leagues website right here. I just, I love our page. Um, I think it it really works well for us. Um, It's got all the stats, it's got just some cool stuff. And so if you're in the OMFL and you don't use Daddy Leagues, then I. I question why you're in the MFL because I know that everyone here uses it. It is like such a key to uh, managing your roster, to knowing what's up and coming, and and just taking control of your team. So go support daddyleagues.com um, and make sure that if you ever have a league here or you want a league, that Daddy Leagues is a must-have. And then our buddies, Matt at League Crawler. I am a big fan of Matt and what he's created. If you don't have a lead crawler profile, take five minutes and go create one. uh, And then go find the OMFL, the TFL, the NBC, the PFFL, the PFL. Is that all of them? Oh, and the Deuce, duh! How did I forget about the Deuce for a second there? <laughs> go find all of them, give them some ratings, leave some comments because it is the place where PlayStation and Xbox owners go, and they look for a league. Even help our buddies over at So Now give them a, a ranking and, and a comment. But um, go and support what we're doing there and support what Matt's created. If you're an owner of a league and you're looking for owners, you can go and find people there. You can rate them and see what they're a part of. And there's also now a league crawler um a Discord page that you can be a part of. And so, uh, League Crawler, big fans of him. He's always been big supporters of us. And we've both been League of the Year for League Crawler and for Daddy Leagues. And I just really appreciate Matt. And of course, our buddies over at Soden Bowl. So, sodenbowl.com, there are Xbox One partners. Uh, so, anyone who comes to us that wants to play Xbox, we kind of send them over to Soden. And I know a few guys here have played with Soden and, and played with those guys over there. He's been putting out tons of content. You'll see him very active in our chat from time to time, uh, promoting a lot of their really great graphics. They have a guy that they're connected with. Um I don't know if he plays there or if it's just a partnership, uh, but it's a guy that has done some graphics for us that just does these amazing graphics that I wish I had time to help create. Um, and so they're just putting out tons of really high, 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 super high quality content um, to rival some of the best stuff that's out there. So go check out Soden. Follow them on Twitter. Go subscribe to their page. They're big supporters of us. And then finally, our buddy Shop, Shopmaster, Um Go follow him on Twitter. Go look at his website. Go to his YouTube page and give him a subscribe. He's one of the nicer guys that's out there. Um, I've, I've had a run-in with a, plenty of like the top names that are out there. We've invited them to come and be a part of what we do. and I Either A, get ignored, or B, um, they just think way too highly of themselves. That's not Shop. Shop is just like a super down-to-earth, super cool guy um, who's just pumping out great content for 2K and for Madden. So do us a favor, go support him by giving him a subscribe. Uh, So now it's time to get to some owner-submitted questions. I have not seen these. I pumped this out yesterday afternoon, and so there was no real time to go and see these. So we're going to be winging it a little bit and uh, see what this is all about. So here we go. Out of all the teams under 500, which teams do you see pushing back in the playoffs? Let me see if I can get a quick list of what those teams are because I can pull this up on my phone uh, Let's see if I can get it to um, standings, league, here we go. Um, here's the teams that he's talking about. So these teams would be, we'll start at the Titans and work our way down. Titans, Ravens, Buccaneers, Lions, Packers, Eagles, 49ers, Browns, Cardinals, dolphins it's probably it because everybody else underneath there has eight losses already and i don't see how that's even possible so your top teams in there are the broncos at five and five giants at five and five texans at five and five saints at five and six chiefs at five and six titans at four and six ravens at four and six bucks at four and six lions at four and six packers at four and six eagles at four and six 49ers at four and six, and then you start getting into some three and seven teams, which I think would be really really tough So which of those teams if any do you think has the best chance to go ahead and make it run?
4: It's um, a tough question. There's a couple good teams in here um, oh, geez. <laughs> um, You know I'd really like to say uh. Hmm. I really like to say that the Eagles could get back into it. I know that they had a really slow start. Um he's always a good owner. The you know, the Ravens are another team. I think the Ravens are a team that I think they're just two back of their division lead. So that's a team if they could turn it around like they started off hot last year, they could get hot again. I think that's another team. Yeah. Uh, um. Hmm. I don't know who else. Uh there's lots of good teams here in this middle pack. so It's hard to pick out any cuz I think like the Chiefs can make a run, the Titans can definitely <coughs> make a run, the Texans yeah. can make a run, the Giants are good, Broncos are good. <laughs> like they're all everyone's a pretty good team. Like it's just who's going to be able to do it. I think for me the Ravens and the Eagles are the two teams that I just you know, I think they both made the playoffs. No, Ravens barely yep. made the play- or missed it last year, but I think that they both have the potential to go on a run and kind of get themselves back into it. But like I say, most of the teams in this conversation here are teams that I could easily see doing it themselves.
3: Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I like the Giants, the Texans, uh, the Chiefs after playing them, the Titans, the Ravens, uh, and even the Eagles in some form or fashion, even though the Eagles have really struggled and and fallen off, and I can't figure out how. I mean, this was a team that I think was like – nine and one ten and one eleven and one there's something crazy like that last season and then stumbled in the playoffs and now this season the wheels have fallen off i'd say out of those teams the texans and giants have the best chance uh, with the chiefs really close behind them Um, i think the other teams have dug a little bit too large of a hole to be able to get out of but the giants have some big games coming up to be able to get out of that hole that they've dug and then the texans are right there at five and five they have the best opportunity so that's a, li- a really good question from a little cooch uh, our eagles owner all these guys with the wrong avatars you can go change your avatars um <laughs> uh, brew our buddy who's here on the show with us i think i'm going to refresh this to make sure but it looks like we only got these two questions he says atlanta is dominating on both sides of the ball in his last six games he's held his opponents to a total of 26 points i, I- I can't even wrap my brain around that. He says, do you see anyone stopping this team from going undefeated, including the playoffs? I think we talked about that a little bit, but I'd love to hear if you think there are any teams. And then his second question is, would this be the first perfect season in the OMFL? I can answer that no. Um, I think we've had three other perfect seasons here. Um Not a time, but when you've been around for 20 years, it happens. Um, I think we've had, I think, only three previous seasons. I don't have the records because in the transition uh, from PC to PlayStation, we lost kind of some of the history, and then from uh, PlayStation 3 to 4, we lost some of the history. So I don't have all the history. I've done a much better job of keeping it since we've been on PlayStation 4. Um, but I know for sure we've had three other ones. Uh, what teams are out there that the Falcons are going to play that you think um, could be the team to beat them? I'll give you their schedule real, real quick. It is going to be, let's see how fast I can get this to come up. Here's their remaining schedule. They have um, they have the Broncos who are five and five, the Bears at seven and three, um, they have the Redskins at nine and one, the Panthers at two and eight, the Chiefs at five and six, and then sadly my Saints to finish up the season at five and six. Any of those teams that you think could knock them off or do you see them going all the way?
4: Well, I think the Bears and the Redskins back to back their weeks thirteen and fourteen all both have a decent chance. The Bears with that awesome defense is going to be a an interesting challenge, I think, for D Money. I think you know it's going to be hard for Trubisky to put up like if the Bears defense doesn't play you know shut down ball, it's going to be hard for Trubisky and them to move the ball. But I think the Bears you know have a formula with that uh with that defense to. You know, keep it low scoring. Like I say, that's probably the way you have to beat the Falcons. Is keep it low scoring. So I think they got a chance. I think the Redskins have a chance. As I mentioned before, on our uh, future games segment, there. You know, Dembrus is a great game planner. Uh, he's gonna have to limit his turnovers. I know Haskins sometimes is a little erratic throwing, but uh, you know, he definitely is a guy that to watch for. Uh, I think the Chiefs. Um, our team that could be dangerous because of their explosion. Like, you know, probably the only team that has a receiver that can, you know, get away from Pile <laughs> in the whole league. Um, but yeah, if do I think someone's gonna beat them? You know, it's hard to say yes, but I, I I do think someone's gonna beat him this year. I think uh, I don't think he's going undefeated. I think whether it's in the playoffs or the regular season, I think someone's gonna do it. Um, you know. If I get to the Super Bowl and it's against him, I guarantee I'll win. Um, but you know, I gotta get there first. I don't think that's gonna happen. But uh, I think someone's gonna beat him this year. I think once we get down to it, people are gonna start watching film and start looking for things that they could start, you know, taking advantage of. Because you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how everyone game plans against him, but my guess is that lots of people are kind of just, you know saying oh it's a game against deep money let's just go run our offense they're not necessarily especially recently i don't think anyone's necessarily um quite putting in the same effort that they will at playoff time because you know it's just hard to get up for a game where you think you're gonna lose Um, yeah but i think i do think someone's gonna beat him this year i don't think he's going uh whether or not if it's in the uh Uh, playoffs or not. like Maybe he'll win the Super Bowl still, but I think someone's going to find a way to to beat him.
3: Uh, I don't think anyone's going to beat him. I think the two teams that have the best chances uh, actually three teams. um, Yeah, three teams. Uh, Two on his current schedule, so if he loses in the regular season, the only two teams I think that even remotely have a best shot would be number one, the Chiefs, because of what you said, I think he's got the players. Mahomes is a monster. Hill's a monster. I just think that defense is not gonna be able to keep up. Uh, yeah, that defense is not gonna stop the Falcons. Can his offense keep pace and not turn the ball over? I have my doubts. I think that Massimo sometimes will push it and uh, will often like turn the ball over. If you turn the ball over against the Falcons, it's game over. You can you can hang it up. Um, I'd also say that uh, the Redskins are my other team. We, we talked about that when we talked about the Falcons earlier and um, talked about some of our top teams. I think the Redskins will game plan um, better than anybody. And because of that, I think he, he clearly has uh, the best shot to beat the Falcons. Um, so I think the Chiefs from talent-wise, I think the, the Redskins from game planning – and then last, I think it would be um, a playoff team uh, like the Seahawks, right? And I know that the Seahawks have struggled, but um, when Mo is on, Mo is unbelievable. And Mo plays very efficient um, with his quarterback and with his offense. He can run the ball. He can eat the clock away. So there's a lot of really good things that the Seahawks and Mo can do. Um, and then, of course, look—you get to the bowl game. You never know what's going to happen. He could face you and the Patriots. He could face Colin again and the Chargers. Now, they didn't work out so well for Colin and the Chargers earlier this season. But we've seen what happened in the bowl game. Uh, he could face you know Dwayne and his Colts. Uh, and all of those teams, I think, run the ball really well, play good defense, and so. I personally don't think he'll lose. I think he'll win another bowl game, and then people are going to start chirping to get rid of him <laughs> because it <laughs> happens. Nobody loves to be dominated every single season, um, and none of us, uh, including me, uh, enjoy the non-competitive balance of a, a Super Bowl champion every single season. Um, but I, I think he's, he's, just, he's playing it on a different level. Uh, and I didn't think he could go to a different level after Madden 19, but clearly he is playing at a different level and, um, yeah, I just don't, uh, I don't think anybody's going to be able to compete with him. So, uh, let's wrap the show up, man. Let's put a, a, a little bow on it. We've had a lot of people in and out, a lot of talking here in the chat. So it's been good to see everybody, um, what are the flashing little stars? I don't know what the flashing little stars are all about. I don't know what's going on in this chat. They're they're kind of having think, their own little.
4: I think they are talking about like those abilities that flash up and help your defense.
3: <clears throat> um, yeah, you see those from time to time. If you play the Falcons, it's every play. But <laughs> uh, I think it's a little boost that that people get. I don't. Know, I, I I think people read more. I think that's more of a head thing. If you just play the game, just like play the game, bro. Like just forget about the. The only thing you need need to worry about is when an X-Factor gets <clears throat> activated. Go worry about that, right? Like, then you need a game plan for that. But outside of that, just go play ball and know where good players are. Like, that's what I love about uh, Brew and his scouting is, like, if you know where the good players are and you game plan to take them out of it or at least, you know, hold them back um, – then you can you can go play a game plan but that's what i love about this Madden. you have to game plan you have to roster build you can't just throw any freaking player with speed out there and and expect to dominate Um, you have to go find well-rounded players and then you got to go make plays and so Yeah, I I think it's the best. So put a bow on the show for us, Mr. Bloop. I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate everybody uh, being on the show. My my old co-host, though, you know, one's at work, and uh, poor Maniac has been you know, uh, playing sports Uber driver for like six months now. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to rejoin us. But I appreciate you waking up early and, and helping me out. But put a bow on the show and where we are up to this point here in week number 12 of uh, season 87,
4: 87, 88, 87. 87, yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, we kind of touched on it earlier. But man, I think uh, like uh, on the intro, I think is when we were talking about it. But I've been really enjoying the game lately. I think the last, <coughs> the whatever the last patch was, has allowed for the best gameplay so far uh, since yeah. the release. So I've really enjoyed the game lately. I think the sliders are in a good spot. I think uh, all my games recently have been really fun, win or lose. Um, you know, I got the Jets this week, Cardinals, Seahawks, Broncos, Rams, uh, Raiders. Lots of those guys I've never played before, so that's exciting yeah. for me first time, uh, like Jets i played obviously, i played Robin OMFL too but everyone else I haven't played yet in this league and I think that's really exciting you know, it's been a fun it's been, for me anyways it's been a fun season um, obviously I'm a 7-3 so that helps my uh, perspective a little bit but it's been fun you know, I'm trying different things with my team I got lots of picks coming up for the draft and I'm, I've am i just been having a blast so far this season in OMFL as far as well, as far as everything goes, like all all aspects of it, I've been enjoying myself, and it's been a really really good season so far for me. Yeah, it's
3: been fun. It, it now look, it's never fun to lose. It's never fun to. Um you know for me to struggle as much as I've been struggling but at the same time it has been fun to have to game plan and figure out how do you win with this type of quarterback you know how do you have to change your offense to fit you know a low throwing power type of guy um you know he's got a little speed but I can't I haven't figured out the whole running with the quarterback thing because he always feels like he's running in mud um but it's been I agree with you the last few patches I feel like the game does play pretty fun and um you know, For me personally, my offensive line feels like they're starting to play the way I've built them to play. Um, my defense has been playing pretty well. I think I'm in top five in total yards. And so um, I'm having fun. And even though I lost a close one last night, and the game, again, we talked about that, right? The game does quirky things, but all it's a video game. It's always going to have quirky things. And um, we can't let it distract us from the fact this is a good game. Um, and I know people either love or hate X-Factors, I personally love them because I think it adds an entirely new element to the league where you have to game plan for certain players. Certain players can really take over games as it should be, right? When Mahomes, um, you know, got highlighted last night, he started to take over the game against me, and Mahomes in real life can do that. You know, when when uh, some of these, like, linebackers or defensive ends start to take over games, you better do something about it like I played uh who'd I play the other day oh uh the Broncos and my defensive end had like six sacks but he never adjusted he had like some rookie left tackle out there who's got superstar devo so he's like trying to get the XP to build him up um but the guy's like you know 64 overall and he was just getting manhandled and he was not keeping a running back in. He wasn't putting the tight end of that side. He wasn't leaving somebody in to block. And you got manhandled. And if you do that in this matter, if you don't adjust, um, then you're going to get manhandled pretty easily. And, and even in my game last night that, you know, I'm still kicking myself over. It was fun that, you know, mid-game, I had to change some of my game plan because he changed some of his game plan. And like, that is a fun thing to do, that back and forth, that game planning and strategy against one another. So I hope that people are f- enjoying this game. And uh, the content has been amazing. So grownfolksoc.com is where you can find our website. The content has been outstanding. Um, there is more content out there than you can shake a stick at uh, from all the leagues. Uh, the NBC has been pumping out content. I know they're in their offseason. Uh, the tfl puts out tons of content the deuce has been putting out tons of content not a ton ton from the omfl it seems like me the jets the steelers um uh every now and then i think i see things from you and your your patriots so you'll see a few things from the omfl but uh, could we could use a little bit more from the omfl but outside of that uh, the content has been amazing you can also find our twitter and youtube pages on here so please Go give us a subscribe. Go give us a follow. Um, like some of our videos. Leave some comments. Right, all the comments really, really help. All the likes really help <clears throat> because when people, you know, search for like Madden or leagues or CFM. It pulls them up from uh, the likes and the comments and the views, that type of stuff. And so uh, the more stuff that you can help us with, uh, the better it's going to be. So that's going to put a bow on the show. Bloop, thank you again for being here. I really appreciate you joining us. Dwayne and Maniac, I missed both of you guys again, but I understand that this is where life is. We've opened it up to um, the All 22 crew, uh, just so I don't have to do any more shows alone. Um, hopefully one day soon uh, both the other guys will be able to rejoin us but i also know that i hate doing these shows alone so i opened it up a little bit more to get more people on here Uh, the grown folks golf association is going to be kicking off season 19 here in a couple of days Um, so make sure you tune into that i know the PUBG clan is steadily playing it seems like there's a call of duty clan that has been picking up uh here recently so look Go like some of the stuff. Go follow some of the stuff. If you play other things here, make sure that you let us know. And until next week, we'll see you right here at Press Pass Live. Have a great week. God bless you. Peace. See
4: you guys.